All right, so now we're gonna move, now we're gonna look forward. Moving forward, so the government is saying they're gonna retain all the funds. So there's I guess there's three ways they can do this, right? They can raise taxes and pay for it that way. They can print money, which is gonna cause inflation, or they can have the banks pay for it, right? Somehow that make, somehow make the banks right. Correct me if I'm wrong here. The banks can have, they can have the banks kind of front the bill. And then the banks are just going to pass that on in fees and other things to the consumer because they're not going to pay it themselves. Why would they do that? They want a business. So is there any way that we can get ourselves out of this without, like, the middle class, regular people, main straight, this being absolutely hosed? I just – I don't see a way that the government can just do this. Also, this seems very uncapitalistic, right? If the capitalism is like, let them fail. It's capitalism, right? Uh, I- I'm not going to argue with that. We, we've, we've privatized pro- – in a system like this, we privatize profits and socialize losses. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I had that written down in all caps. Now, <laughs> now it's fine to do – I'm not going to say it's fine to do that. I don't think it's fine to do that. But I don't ever want to hear a politician or anyone saying this is a capitalist society because it's not. That is – I'm going to say it's bullshit. I'm going to say it's straight up bullshit because what happens now? Because you, you, can't, you can't let the banks fail because that's going to cause a domino effect. It could. You don't, want, you don't want that. But this plan B doesn't seem much better because, as you kind of talked about earlier, the rich people are going to walk, walk with the back with all the money, whether that's they can or can't, you know, lawyers, not lawyers. But Main Street's going to get hosed one way or the other. I'm not sure Main Street gets hosed. In some ways, Main Street doesn't get hosed because if you're – because let's go back to that example of a decent-sized business person okay. who, you know – who who wants to be able to know that whatever money they're you they're putting in the bank will still be there when it comes time to pay their bills and pay their and pay their employees and service and service their debts and buy you know and buy goods and services that it, they it'll need to be turn into there, something. But it will be worth as much. Well, this is well. Here's the thing: what we're talking about with the FDIC here is in th- the again they did this on the fly, so we don't really know how this is going to play out. My gut is basically the treasury sort of prints the money to cover these debts now. And that is somewhat inflationary. That's why, uh, and, and that's, that's the, that has its own issues. And that sort of was considered um, by the markets today to be a liquidity injection at some level. Over time, if this is going to be the new insurance regime, they're gonna, the banks are going to have to pony up more money in insurance payments right i mean if 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 you're a poor you know if you're a if you're a good driver with no accidents you pay less in insurance right if if you're a crappy driver you have to pay more and if you go you know and if you trade in and if you trade in a subaru and and you know for for a mercedes your insurance premium is going to go up because what you're insuring is a much bigger is a much bigger number but aren't the banks going to pass that on to the consumer and the businesses that they bank with Yes, it's going to be more friction. So here's the trade-off. Now, that's not necessarily a bad trade. Okay. Okay. the The trade is, do I am am I willing to receive a little less in interest payments from the bank in exchange for a safer and sounder banking system? I think that's a reasonable question to ask. And and the details are and the details are in are in the mechanics. I think that that. That that's not that in and of itself is not at all problematic. It's not at all socialist, et cetera. The problem is if if we just sort of say, okay, we're gonna keep, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep willy-nilly um, you know, pay we're gonna we're gonna subsidize 
depositors, whether or not whether or not we're properly insured for it, and then just print the money to pay them off and make this a permanent thing, that's problematic. So the the, the first thing I laid out, that's a choice, right? And 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 that and we all have choices like that. Do you you know do you want to do do you want do you want to take collision on your car? Some people do, some people don't. You know, if you got a piece of you know, if you got a car that's kind of a piece of crap, you don't want to pay collision insurance. If yep. you got a, if you got a, you know, yep. and I, I've been in that situation where I've just taken the collision off because it's I was driving around an old car. If it, you know, if it, and so, but that that's that's a, so if we can do that as a society, as an economy, and make those choices in a rational way, with then I don't have a real problem with that because that's. Insur- insurance is is a risk transfer mechanism, and that's okay. That's okay. Insurance markets work because because risks get transferred um, and through some. You know, and the insurance company is the transferer of the risk. Um, the problem is if we just sort of say, you know, forget the insurance, forget any concept of of insurance and premiums, and we're just going to keep the premiums the same. Um, or we're just going to basically say, you know what, we don't really care what banks do and, you know, let them, let them do all these crazy things and the depositors will be made whole no matter what. Uh, that's, that goes back to the, you know, privatizing profits, socializing losses, because it incentivizes um, bankers to, to take risks with depositor money that, that may not be at all appropriate. Right. You know, the other problem we get into is, People clamor for deregulation when times are good because it's seen it's seen as this impediment to the profits that can be out there that we can make. But then, then people clamor for more regulation when something like this happens. When when, when sort of the inev- and it's sort of inevitable that as you deregulate, you will you will find the whole someone will find the holes in the regulation. I think that makes the problem. Sense, the problem though. is many in many cases it's the same people who clamored for the deregulation who then clamor for either support or re-regulation, and that infuriates me. Well, in, in a perfect world, I think that would make sense, right? You know, the rules it it shifts like a tide, right? Six cyclical. We mentioned both cycles earlier. When things are good, yeah, peel off some of the red tape. Everyone's playing by the rules. No one's cheating. Once someone cheats, you put the rules back in there. And then once everyone kind of settles down, you start to alleviate the rules, and then it just it goes back and forth. To me, that makes sense. But the same people who are alleviating the rules are the ones who are calling them back. Forth. Yeah, that's I understand why it's infuriating. That's it's like they're they're playing. It's like are they playing both sides? Is that kind of what it's like? Well, yeah. I mean, I gave you the example earlier. You know, again about pu- the published report about the guy, you know, lobbying to to not be to not have SVB be a, a significant, fin- a, a systemically important financial institution. Yeah, they they cited the low risk profile through activity and business models. To which, where? <laughs> you, well, it looks well, like that, they got that one wrong. <laughs> no kidding. And so that's exactly it. So so th- times were good. They didn't want the red tape. They didn't want the hassle of regulation. They were growing fat. They were growing and didn't want didn't want to have to deal with the extra hassle that this was going to cause. Guess what? They were. It turns out they were a systemically important institution because we had to yeah. go bail them out to avoid a financial crisis. 